This is the Star Coach Show, episode 228. I'm Meg Rentschler. Welcome. Regardless if you are starting out in business or if you've been in your veteran business owner, is data allows you to start to make better informed decisions. If you think about someone like Target or Walmart or Whole Foods, those CEOs are not doing the doing as in posting on social media. Those CEOs are looking at overall data and then Mm -hmm. making the next business move. So not only does data help you understand where you should be showing up in your business, but data allows you what content to create. Data allows you what of your revenue streams are the most profitable and maybe some that you need to let go of. So data is extremely important and something that you should be looking at just collectively. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, hello, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. We have a doozy of a show for you. We are going to skyrocket your sales and get your mind engaged in success, which is absolutely what I want you to do to be able to think beyond barriers and into forward movement in building the kind of business that you want. I have a super motivating, successful entrepreneur to introduce you to, and I will do that in just a minute. Before we go there, I do want to say that between my interview with my guest this week and several of the interviews that I have done, I'm just really getting a fire lit under me to stop putting other things in the way, and create a free training for all of you that's going to be a coaching skills workshop. And it is going to allow us to talk about the kinds of things that get in the way of being confident and competent in your coaching to really address some of those questions that are coming up in an ongoing way with the coaches that I work with. I just started a new cohort in my coach training school, and I'm getting those questions again and again. It is time for me to put together this coaching skills workshop and get in there and give you some ideas and help build that confidence and work towards building those coaching muscles. So stay tuned to next week's show so that you know how to get access to that free training that is right around the corner. Always feel free to visit starcoachshow.com to stay abreast of all the details. Now let's get into this week's show. I am delighted to introduce you to Angela Henderson. Angela is somebody who does so much, I don't know how she, when she even sleeps. She is an author, an entrepreneur, a small business consultant. She's a speaker, a blogger, a mom, and a mental health clinician of 15 years prior to doing what she's doing now. And that actually was a surprise to me. That came up in our interview. We're both trained social workers, 
both started our professions as mental health providers. And since then, she has evolved into first the founder of a highly successful online store called Finley and Me. And she's going to talk to us about the story of that evolution and what that did for her overall business growth and mindset as an entrepreneur. She currently works with business owners to grow thriving enterprises and works primarily with women in business to build consistent five-figure months and multiple six-figure years without burning out in the process. She is so full of information that you are going to probably need to listen to this interview a couple times to get everything that Angela shares with us. I do want to give you just a little heads up if you're listening to this show with kids. There are just a few colorful language pieces in here. So just beware and really tune into what about Angela's framework can you immediately apply to your own business to begin to skyrocket those sales and build your confidence and build your bottom line so that you can continue to bring your services over and over to the world because the world needs you. So let's go to my interview with Angela Henderson, and I'll see you on the other side. Angela, welcome to the Star Coach Show. I am delighted to be here with you today. Hello, hello, my friend. It's so good to be here also. Thank you for taking time out of Australia's holiday to be with us and share your your awesome information with us. I know that your kids are at the beach right now and you're kind enough to be here with me. So how wonderful is that? Listen, I always say, I, don't, I mean, the beach, as we know, I was just showing you a photo. It looks absolutely amazing. The beaches here in Australia are some of the best that I've ever seen, to be honest. But there's also this essence. I was talking to another client I was working with yesterday, and I just said, you know, I love my kids, but it's school holidays. They can also push me to the brink sometimes. And so <laughs> I'm like, you know, enjoy those beach for the day because I am heading down to beautiful Tasmania, which is the southern part of Australia on Thursday. So I will get my time, but I'm like, oh, my goodness. So I'm actually thrilled to be here because I'm kid free. I'm husband free. I can sleep on my own side of the bed. I can eat my meals hot. So I'm pumped to be here today, Meg. Well, with all that positive, how can we possibly go wrong? We're going to be talking about something so exciting, how to skyrocket our sales, which, you know, everybody's ears, I'm sure just perked right up. But I'd love to start with understanding what led you into doing this kind of work. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah, so my son was nine months old. And uh, I guess even if I back up, I'm a mental health clinician by trade. So I have a master's degree in social work. I used to be a clinician, actually, even though I'm from Canada, I was a clinician in North Carolina for a couple of years. And then I've been in the mental health space for collectively 15 years. So I'm very big about, you know, fine motor skill development, gross motor skill development, connections, you know, and all of those things just naturally from my background. And then obviously with mental health, the positives that, to that. So I was on the floor playing with my nine month old son at the time, Finley, he's now 11. So it's been over a decade that we've been doing this business gig. 
and I just remember looking down and he had all these toys that were, yes, beautiful, but they were all battery operated. And like, so he didn't really have to do much thinking. Yes, he might put the ball in, but then the bells and the whistles are going. And I just remember going like, and full disclosure, yes, my kids watch iPad and yes, you know, we do have electronics, but I thought there has to be a little bit of him being able to stimulate himself without someone else having to do it for him. So I thought, well, hold on a minute, what other toys are available? And in that stage, uh, when I first started Finley and Me, I was in a, I wasn't competing with, you know, businesses like Walmart or Target or all those companies that had, you know, mass distribution and things were super cheap. I was actually really positioned myself in Australia. So I started one of Australia's leading educational toy stores. So, you know, at one stage, and it was called Finley and Me, we had over 1400 different products that ultimately Finley and Me stood for creating childhood memories through play, love and travel. And so I was able to incorporate all those components but ultimately it's about families being able to create those memories and kids being able to remember those good times they had with their families or, you know, the toys, et cetera. But that was one income stream. And then I realized the cohort of people obviously that were buying from me were mothers and the mothers. So there was a bit of a disconnect in a survey that I did where mothers were, you know, readily explaining and how they felt about the loneliness of motherhood, uh, losing themselves in the role of being a mom, grieving the loss of who they were and who they are now and things like that. So I started just writing for the moms. And what happened was, is through writing for the moms, I became one of Australia's leading parenting bloggers over here in Australia. I was signed with Netflix as one of the top 30 influencers here in Australia and New Zealand. And then I worked with similar brands that you would have in the US, like Whole Foods, your Walmarts, your Targets, your Hiltons and things like that. So then I had two different income streams, which was really great, you know, because of one you had a bad month, one month, you still had other money coming in. And I do encourage businesses to look at different income streams. So Finley and me was great. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, people started wanting to pick my brain. And at that stage, I was a bit naive about picking your brain. Now I say, if you want to pick my brain, let me pick your credit card. Because the reality (laughs) of it is, is, you know, I've worked very hard to get the knowledge and education Mm -hmm. I have. And I don't let I'm happy to come on podcasts and share, but it's like, if you want the other really juicy strategic stuff, you do have to pay because it's not fair to my paying clients. But at that stage, I was super naive, very green. I was not even considering being a business consultant, but I, in two months, I did 14 coffee dates and I don't even drink coffee. So I was driving to the location. I was in buying my Diet Coke. I was driving back and I was like, this is great. I'm a bit of a giver, but I was like, this is like a really time consuming and I still have my other business to run. And I was like, oh, If I would have charged each of those 14 people like a consulting fee to pick my brains, I could have a secondary business. So again, Angela Henderson Consulting was never on the cards to start, but it just naturally fell in my lap. And now- sort of each of the companies you talked about, were you getting creative about, oh, there's a need here. Oh, there's a need here. And then, you know, for Angela Henderson Consulting, it was sort of like, I have a need to get paid for for the kind of information I'm sharing. But each yeah. one of those is so listening to you. It's, it's awesome that you saw like, hmm, there's a missing link here. How can I fill this in? So good. I'm sorry, and I didn't is, mean to interrupt, but it no, was so gosh, good. No, but you're 100% right, is if you think about what your customers are asking in business or your clients or your patients, whoever's listening out there today, is if you start looking and just writing down in a Google Doc or on your iPhone and notes or whatever, you will start to see common trends and things that they're asking for. So when people started to ask 
one of the things is when I do my one-on-one consulting and people start repeating themselves over and over again, and I'm like, oh my God, I've answered this question so many times. That is an indicator that others out there are probably needing the same thing. And that's when you can start to create a course or you can create, you know, a mini series or something because the need is invalidated before you start thinking about, oh, I've got this great solution, but people might not have a problem for the solution to come into play. So the way that you link that was, this is a need I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, okay, it makes sense to put energy into solving that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. So then I just, I didn't even have a website and I'm very adamant about having websites and things like that. But I was like, I'll just throw it out there in a few Facebook groups and reach out to old friends and whatever. And then I got my first client, my second client. And now ultimately I work with women in business to get all the pieces in place to have consistent five figure months and on to six and seven figure years. So it's fun. I do it through one-to-one consulting. I have an action takers mastermind and I also have my 12 month accelerator program and I run Australia's leading four day, three night women in business retreat. So life is good. We don't do Finley and me anymore. I did wrap that up my years of toys and kid, you know, me fairs. It served me good, but uh, I was ready for the new adventure and this is what I do on any given day. So good. And you know, we evolve, right? I mean, that was the perfect business for you at the time that you did it. And then it ran its course and it was time to move into something else. So that is the journey you've walked. How exciting. And I don't know if we shared during our pre-interview that I'm also a master's of social work. And I don't know. I was like, I didn't know she was an MSW. So how exciting. And I also think there too, is that understanding that it's okay to pivot. It's an understanding that it's okay to let go of something and it's okay to lead from a place of abundance and know that there's other opportunities out there. If you're drained in the business that you're currently at, you know, really ask yourself, have you lost your joy in this? And if so, why do you keep slogging along? Because the vibration that you're sitting out to the world and to your family and to your friends is like, womp, womp, this sucks. Your customers will pick up on it. So, you know, really think about what, what lights you up, what gets you fired up, what, you know, I literally love, you know, I also have ADHD. So, you know, I actually love working. It's one of the tendencies that they talk about in entrepreneurships and those that have ADHD. But I come to my office and I don't complain about my to-do list because my to-do list knows that I'm still in business and I'm still happy. I'm never really bothered by the work. Yes, I'm bothered about doing taxes or writing an email, but the other stuff, it's fun. So ask yourself, is it lighting up? And if not, maybe, maybe a pivot is in the future. So good. So that's a little extra piece of wisdom based upon Angela's journey and And I know for those of you who are regular listeners, a lot of that resonated around things that we talk about all the time. What lights you up? How do you create that message forward? So today we wanted to talk about how we can skyrocket sales. You have a framework that you're willing to share with us, which is so generous. And where do we want to start, Angela? I think for me is one of the things that I come across with business owners is there's something that we need to be mindful of when we're ready to skyrocket our sales. And so what I've noticed over the trends is, you know, we want to skyrocket our sales. And then all of a sudden there's freaking 800 funnels and there's other things. So the number one thing that I want to start with is to be mindful of when it comes to skyrocketing your sales is overcomplicating things. 
you don't have to have a million funnels. You don't have to be on a million different social media platforms. You don't have to be doing everything. In fact, simplicity is going to be in your favor here. So the number one thing I just want to start with to be very mindful of before we start talking about skyrocketing your sales is, are you overcomplicating this process? And if so, what do you need to extract from that in order to simplify things? And that will become a little bit more clear as we start to go on. The next thing that I talk about is understanding why your business struggles with skyrocketing your sales. And people think, well, duh, it's, you know, I don't have this, I don't have enough emails, or I only have 200 followers or whatever. But the reality of it is your outside world is a direct reflection of your inside world. So what is, whatever's going on in the inside is showing on the outside. You might be thinking, Jesus, Ange, that's a little bit much hardcore to get into. So do you mean theoretical right off the bat? But it's really important that you understand this piece because it doesn't matter what strategy I give you. If you don't start fixing the shit inside, you're going to continue to struggle to skyrocket your sales and you're going to continue to become profitable. So your outside world is a reflection of the inside world. What goes on in the outside, it shows on the, what goes on in the inside is showing on the outside. And what I mean by that is, Mm -hmm. is that what are the beliefs that you're currently holding on to? What are the stories from your past that continue to, you know, sabotage the success of being able to skyrocket your sales? What is happening with your confidence? What is happening with your money blocks, right? Mm-hmm. You know, were you told as a child that you have to work hard in order to be successful? Were you told as a child that money is dirty, right? Were you told as a child that women can't have more money than men? So until you actually resolve what's going on internally, that external world is going to remain the same. I also know that a lot of people don't feel right to sell, right? So that's mm-hmm. what they're also doing to understand why you're struggling with skyrocketing your sales is that there's like uncomfortable yuck. I feel like I'm selling every day. I feel like I'm doing this. But I want to have a quick reframe there, Meg, is that mm-hmm. if you're going, oh, I'm selling every day. No, reframe that with you are serving every day. Selling is serving. You are serving your audience with something that you have on offer that is going to make their lives better, that is going to transform their lives. So get out of feeling, you know, yuck about selling and understand that it's actually serving, serving your audience for the good. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense and ties right back into that mindset. So if you're listening and you're not certain that you feel good about what you have to offer or that you are serving then that's the area that you might need to work on. What do you need to do to build your skill or to feel better about the product that you're bringing forward? If it's mindset from childhood around money blocks, then what do you need to do to deal with those money blocks so that you've got a healthier relationship with money and you're not allowing that to sabotage you? So whatever it is that you, whatever that chatter is that's going on, pay attention to the chatter, deal with the chatter, or to Angela's point, whatever else is going on is you're not going to reach what you want to because you've got a block that you really need to deal with internally. And I also want to just say that these, the internal stuff, the money blocks and all that, it's actually continues to evolve. And so as you, so if I look at businesses, three areas, you've got startup, you've got growth and you've got scale is what I look at the three different stages in business. And it also depends on the business model too. But if with those three stages is your mindset, your internal stuff that is continuing to show up will be very different to what happens when you hit your first seven figures. 
Seven-figure business owners also then have different money blocks and different mindset stuff that they've got to work through. So know that, you know, people think about mindset as it's sexy and, you know, all that. The thing is, is mindset is hard work. Right. And so to skyrocket your sales, if you think about those people who are quote unquote killing it, they've had to work in the internal. And again, I'm all about working smarter, not harder, but the internal stuff, you, it isn't easy because you have to unpack where does this shit come from? Why does it keep coming up? You know, my parents have filed bankruptcy two times. So I've had to work an enormous amount on my money blocks, right? My parents also like had very low paying jobs. There wasn't a lot of wealth in our family. And so, you know, now that I make, I mean, yesterday I had a $32,000 day in sales, right? That would be my dad's probably almost nine months of a wage, right? Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of guilt about making more money. Etc. So I ha- I too have had to work through this, and it and as I you know get closer to that seven figure mark, it's it's you know there's other things that are coming up for me, and I'm like hold on, I'm going to work through this. So just know that it's an evolution, and that internal work will always be needing to be worked on throughout the business journey and in life in general. Yeah, and I think that's so important. It's not a one and done kind of thing. To, to your point, you know, you reach another level and new stuff comes up and you've got to deal with that. So we're always in partnership with what's going on inside of us, paying attention to our belief systems, paying attention to all the things that could pull the rug out from under us. So important, foundational, so I, deal with it. Yeah, well, so that's where I start with. And, and so exactly right is I'm laying the brick to the overall do you mean framework of this. And so brick number one is really understanding that internal stuff and fixing it. But then if we start to get into my three S framework, obviously there's the three S's that I focus on. And S number one is all about showing up. And the questions that I put out to you to think of it as an audience for those that are listening is, how are you genuinely showing up in your business? What platforms are you showing up on? But more importantly, are they the right platforms in order to get a return on investment, in order to skyrocket your sales? Are you on a, are you on say I'm clubhouse is new at the moment. So I've been over on clubhouse. Just I'm all about as a business consultant, getting on the different platforms, testing it, seeing what Mm -hmm. works and giving it back to my audience. So they can then make a choice if it's going to work for them or not. Uh, You know, clubhouse probably is a time sucker at this stage, the way that it works. There's other things. Is there potential ROI? Yes. But are my ideal clients there at the moment? Probably not because a lot of people can't get invites onto Clubhouse because you have to be an iPhone user. I just heard um, that today. I just got an email about Clubhouse today. So how timely. Okay, go ahead. So yes. So again, you have to have an iPhone. You have to be invite only. Uh, So all those Android users are missing out. And how many people don't have the exclusive invites, right, to get on the platform. So there is this, I'm like, okay, I can test it. I can report back. And obviously over time, my ideal client might be there. But at the moment, I'm not hundred percent sure that spending, you know, two or three hours a day, because it is a big time sucker. I'm not going to lie, but it's a bit addicting is really the best thing. So ask yourself where, you know, where are you showing up? Are you sending out a consistent newsletter weekly, every second, you know, week, we call it fortnightly here in Australia. You know, are you creating a podcast, but actually your audience is on YouTube. Now I want to say, you don't, I don't want you to go and start a podcast channel or YouTube, do you know what I mean? YouTube and all that unless your audience is there. So really be thinking about because you have to show up because the more you show up, the more visible you are, the more visible you are, the more trust you have, the more credibility you have, and ultimately the more sales you have. So I'm hearing a couple things there. Consistency, Mm -hmm. but consistency in front of the right audience in the right place. So any tips on 
how people can determine where their audience hangs. Yes. And that's my final point for showing up. Oh, okay. Your ROI plus your data equals where you need to focus your time. So to me is any business owner out there, one of the foundational elements I work with all my women business is get Google analytics installed onto your computer today. If there's nothing else you do today, do that. Google Analytics allows you the opportunity to understand, A, how many people are coming back to your ecosystem, where are they coming from, and this allows us to then look at what type of content to create, and in addition to that, where we spend our time. An example, one of my ladies, Rochelle, from How to Live Slow, is she's a slow living coach, and she was on our mastermind call a couple weeks ago going, I've had enough of Pinterest. I'm sick of paying for a Pinterest strategist. I'm sick of doing this. And I said, and she's like, it's not bringing me any, you know, any leads. And I was like, how do you know that? She's like, well, my leads have gone down. I'm like, okay, your leads have done gone down, but could it be because we're going into the holidays, you know, et cetera. I said, before we just scrap Pinterest, I said, what does your data say? So even though she's got Google analytics, again, sometimes you've got to just keep planting the seed as a business consultant right. and coach. She's, I was like, pull up your Google analytics right now, screen share with me and let me have a look. Pinterest was her number one traffic source. But it was she was driving, ready to drive. She was ready to throw it in. 62% of her traffic was coming from Pinterest off the top of my head, right? But it was wow. definitely in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking, she's like, oh my goodness, if you wouldn't have told me, whereas the, she had then already started a shift to spending all of her time on Instagram, it actually went Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram. And so again, in order for you to really start assessing where you need to allocate your time is look at the platforms that you're currently on. And if you already have Google Analytics, go and look at that. You can then in Google Analytics, uh, once you get on there, you can then calendar date it to a specific time. I would look at the last you know, three months, last six months and see where the majority of those people are coming from. And then you then start to be able to assess, hey, this is actually a good use of my time or it's a bad use of my time. So for clarity, for people who are saying, but where do I put Google Analytics? That's attached to your website, correct? Right. Yep. So your web developer will be able to take the code. So you have to obviously have your Google Analytics account set up. Then they give you a particular code and that code has to go onto your website. And it's that code that then tracks the data and is able to report on the data for us. Good. Just in case people are like, what do you mean put Google Analytics on my computer and what do I do with it? Yeah. yeah. So if you have a web developer, speak to the web developer. In fairness, all new websites, the web developers should just be doing that shit. A lot of them don't. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. I just think it's like common sense. You don't go live on a website if you can't collect the data and you need Google Analytics to collect the data. So yeah, so speak with your web developer about that. If you already have it, you know, go in, start looking and assessing the data. I'm telling you, it's an regardless if you are starting out in business or if you've been in your veteran business owner is data allows you to start to make better informed decisions. If you think about someone like Target or Walmart or Whole Foods, those CEOs are not doing the doing as in posting on social media. Those CEOs are looking at overall data and then mm-hmm. making the next business move. So not only does data help you understand where you should be showing up in your business, but data allows you what content to create. Data allows you what of your revenue streams are the most profitable and maybe some that you need to let go of. So data is extremely important and something that you should be looking at just collectively. Beautiful. Anything else under the S of show up? No. So then we'll go on to the second S, which is strategy. And for me, you might think, oh, this is common sense. But I'm telling you, a lot of people will be showing up 
on the right platforms, but they have no strategy. They're just ticking a box or putting a freaking meme about a cat or something, right? So again, but it's like, and that might be part of your brand. If part of your brand voice is around, say, fun or your audience is cat lovers, of course. But if your audience isn't cat lovers in a silly meme, you could actually be damaging your brand. So for me, is what is the strategy for skyrocketing your sales? But not only about your sales strategy, but what is your overall business strategy? So often I see women in business, I run a, like a yearly training at the end of November for all the business owners to be able to put their plans in place. And the majority of women that attend have been in business for two to three years and don't have a strategy for the business. They're just winging it. They're like, and this is the first time I've actually looked at what my revenue goal is. This is the first time that I've looked at what product development I want to do in the new year instead of just winging it, winging it, winging it. So the first thing is, is what strategy do you currently have for skyrocketing your sales? But what is your overall business strategy? The second thing that is so important in order to skyrocket your sales is this thing that I've coined creating a promotional rhythm. And my thing is, is I ask the women that I work with and I'm asking you guys, Write down every product you have or service that you have. Now, obviously, if you're like me with Finley Amenia, 1,400 products, clearly don't go and write all those out. You might choose your best sellers, top 20 best sellers. But what I do from there is, is I then map out 52 weeks in the year and I've got my products list on the sitting beside me. And I will then say, okay, I'm opening up my mastermind for women in business February 1st. So we at time of recording our beginning of January. So for me, as I know for week one in January, everything that we're promoting or talking about is about the mastermind. Mm-hmm. I'm not choosing master, talk about my mastermind on a Monday, talk about my one-to-one consulting on a Tuesday, talk about my retreat on a Wednesday. What happens is you start to overwhelm and or confuse your audience about what you have on offer and what they need from you. So by creating a promotional rhythm where you're choosing one, again, if you're a service-based business, one product, all right, Mm -hmm. a week to talk about, you then are create great content. You've got a strategy around it. And then your audience is able to buy from you because we've reduced the confusion and overwhelm. Does that make sense? It does make sense. So just out of curiosity, if that were the case, let's say we're doing your mastermind. Everything this month is leading to your mastermind that's going to open in a month. Mm-hmm. What do you, you're also a podcast host. So what do you, do your podcast line up with that? Or do you go ahead and just kind of promote the show of the week? Yep. Yeah, so what happens me, is, yeah. is with my podcast is you'll hear in the beginning of my podcast. So my podcast is called the business and life conversations podcast. And I'll say, Hey, Hey, you know, welcome back to episode 130. It's Angela here, blah, 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 blah. And then I'll say, you know, this week we're or on this episode, we're talking about X, Y, and Z. And I'll say something like, before we get started on today's episode, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my action takers, women in business mastermind. It's a 12 month long mastermind where we do this, da, 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 da. head to my website to apply for one of the 20 spots now. Now let's get into today's show. So when I plan out my podcasts, each episode, I have a column that I have, and that column has a space where I'm able to put in what I'm promoting for that particular week, which is in conjunction with the other things that I'm the same thing that I'm promoting on other platforms also. That makes perfect sense. The piece of, I would assume you still kind of send out that, you know, Susie Q was on my, was on my podcast yes. this, this week. So you still do that, but it's just within those podcasts, you're sponsoring whatever the product is that you're selling. You're, you're aligning it all that way. That makes yep, perfect sense. 
so your promotional mm-hmm. rhythm, what happens is, is then it becomes, things become easier. Now, if you might say, Andrew, you're saying every time you post on Instagram, it's all about the mastermind. No, what I do though is, is you still have to understand what your content pillars are. So what buckets of content are you putting out to your audience that is adding value? So is it on every Tuesday, you're doing a tip Tuesday, for example, but at the bottom of that juicy tip, you might say tip Tuesday, reach out to five people to connect with and see if you can collaborate with collaborations will allow you to tap into other people's audiences. Well, at the same time, da, 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 have a fab day end. And then my call to action, my PS will be, don't forget applications for my year, you know, mastermind action takers, mastermind are now officially open, head here to apply. So it's just that all of our call to actions for that particular week will be around that pro- that product that we do. So it's really easy for my staff to then not have to be chopping and changing all the time. Yeah. So yeah. So that's how the promotional rhythm works. People who do it, I get emails and DMs and PMs going, oh my goodness, this is a game changer. You've just simplified my business and given me an easy strategy to work on. So I'm not having to think about what am I promoting today? I get to choose what am I promoting for the overall week. So for me too, is the month of January, every single week, we're just promoting the mastermind until until spots fill up, right? Then obviously right. we've got a backup plan that if we need to pull something, then that's okay too. But we just work with it. And just remember that strategy helps you but it also helps your people to understand and know how you can help them, how you can serve them, how you can transform them. So everything goes together. So S1 is how are you showing up? S2 is you're going to need a strategy in order to be able to eventually skyrocket those sales. Excellent. Two down. What's the third S for skyrocketing our sales? The third S you, you would think this one would be common sense, but I cannot tell you enough how many women are not doing this. The third S is selling. You should be selling every single day. If not, like I don't sell on the weekends, but selling is your job. It is your responsibility. You you think back if you have a nine to five corporate job, you in your interview process, you're giving KPIs that need to be met. If you don't meet those KPIs, you get called into your boss's office. You're then performance managed. You either fix the problem or you're fired. I do not understand why, and I work with women in business, women in business do not treat their business the same. So your KPIs as a business owner is to make money and to sell. Women a lot of times are not doing that because again, they feel yuck or they've got stories around it or whatever. But it's your job to sell. Remember, selling is serving. As a business owner, in my opinion, it's your job to let your audience know every single day what you have on offer. And you might thinking, and isn't that a little bit overkill? No, why? The algorithm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc., typically on average only shows your audience 5% of what you do. Mm-hmm. So if I have a thousand followers on Instagram, I'll be lucky that 50 of them lucky on any given day see my post. I then have to hope that they stop and read my post. And lastly, they read the post all the way to where the call to action is. Mm-hmm. Never in my time with Finley and me or with Angela Anderson Consulting, have I had someone email me and say, I'm promoting something too much. Never, never, never. And I saw you promote it here and I saw you promote it here. No one has ever emailed me to say that. Uh-huh. So it is not an overkill because unless you're paying, and even when you're paying, it's not a guarantee that it's getting in front of people. 
The beautiful thing is, is if you're paying on Facebook ads to talk about the mastermind, there's a thing called frequency that we look at in data. And what that happens is, is that frequency will tell us how often that ad has been put in front of the same audience. Mm -hmm. So if that frequency starts to get around four or five, you know, you need to create new content, new images and new like content as in what I mean, but like new copy and new graphics to then put back into their feeds. Then they're not getting fatigued of your ad. All right. Mm -hmm. So the reality of it is, is you are not overkilling here. All right. You need to be selling AKA serving every single day. So if a podcast is dropping, you know, we're not doing this for shits and giggles. We're here to help women in business. Yes. Mm -hmm. But be, be damned if I'm going to do 140 weeks worth of podcast episodes and not do you know I mean put something about what I do or bring someone into my ecosystem. I'm giving free content every single week. Right. Right. So of course I'm going to sponsor something on my podcasts, you know, every single, you know, why should I add value for free every single day into my Facebook community of 7,500 business owners, the women in business collaborative, right? Like I still add value. I still give tips. I'd still do lives, but I'm still selling. I've got to pay my bills. Mm -hmm. I want to reach my own goals. I want to leave a legacy for women. So please, again, the three S selling, it is your job. And if you don't meet your KPIs as a business owner, guess what? You go out of business, right? So you have a choice, sell or don't sell, but please do not whinge and moan about it. All right. Don't go into Facebook groups and, oh, I'm not making any sales. If you're not making sales, really go back and ask yourself, are you genuinely selling in order for your audience to be able to buy? Majority of the time, I reckon 80 to 90% of the time, that's a no. And when people start putting their stuff out there every single day, guess what emails I get? Ange, I've doubled my income this month. Ange, I just had the best day I ever in selling. I had a lady recently, she's an e-com lady. She came to me and uh, she had 4,000 or 5,000 people on her email list. And I said, how often are you emailing your email list? And she said, I've never emailed them. I said, okay. I said, can we just start, can we just for shits and giggles email for them? She said, yep. We just had a $70,000 a month and 50% of that 35K came from, wait for it, her email, email list, list that she had never emailed before. Why? Because this particular product that she has, other people have been following her on socials and she's gotten the email to be able to continue conversations with them. So, you know, she put it this really, we put this really great package together. We, it was really enticing. We got rid of old stock and guess what? She just had a 70K month. So, awesome. you know, it's those things like mm-hmm. that, that again, you have to let them know that you have something on offer. So I hope you can see how the 3S framework is like a bit of a puzzle. If you're showing up, but you don't have strategy and you're not selling, there's no way you're going to skyrocket your sales, Right. right? If you're selling to maybe an email list, but you're not selling to the other platforms that you're showing up, you're not going to be able to skyrocket your list. Mm -hmm. If you're selling, but you don't have a strategy, right? Then you're going to, everything is interconnected. All right. So if we just think about, you know, the recap of this, you know, in order to skyrocket your sales, right? First things first, are things easy for you? Are you overcomplicating things? Are there beliefs or stories or mind blocks that are holding you back, right? Remember, selling is serving. Uh, I also talk about, you know, as I said, how are you showing up in your business? What platforms are you showing up and are they the right ones? What is your data saying? Do you have a strategy to skyrocket your sales and your overall business strategy? Do you have that promotional rhythm? And are you selling, aka serving, every single day? Or importantly, what feels right for you? So that is my 3S framework. That is so good. And each one of those things gives us different food for thought, different things to 
explore and then put it all together because it's sort of like a three-legged stool. If you take one of the legs off, you're not going to have stability. And so, so, so helpful. And gosh, guys, you're going to have to listen to this again and again, because Angela gave so much information. I'm sure if you were trying to take notes, your, your hand went, you know, completely, what do you call it? Like asleep. So, (laughs) so with that, Angela, thank you so much. Now, if people want to know more about you, what's the best way to learn more about Angela? Yeah, I mean, I always said the best way is just to go to my ecosystem, which is my website, which is AngelaHenderson.com.au. And from there, you can choose if you want to consume some free content like the podcast, the Business and Life Conversations podcast, or if you want to join my Facebook group, or if you want to book in a discovery call, or you want to read a blog, like sometimes you just got to get to know me, right? So head to my ecosystem, get to know me. Uh, You can connect with me on Instagram. You know, my handle is Angela Henderson Consulting. You know, I love chatting with DMs there. So connection is key. Conversations is key. So come over to the ecosystem. Let's start having a chat. So again, AngelaHenderson.com.au. Thank you, Angela. It was such a joy to spend time with you. Thanks so much. Have an awesome day. Wow, there you have it. So much information. I'm certain that something there has really lit the fire under you. And I encourage you to put wheels into action. If you'd like to know more about Angela Henderson, about the Business and Life Conversations podcast, or links to be able to connect with Angela, go to starcoachshow.com forward slash 228. That will take you right to the show notes for this episode and get you set up with that information. Now, I invite you back next week. We continue with Women History Month and all these powerful women who are sharing their expertise with us this month. Next week, I am introducing you to Brian Hennessy. Brian is a vocal empowerment coach, which is something that I was not really familiar with prior to meeting her and learning about what she did. We're going to talk about the importance of taking care of our voice, taking care of our overall well-being, because this voice that we have is what we need to be able to do the work that we do. And it's just so interesting, the kinds of things we're going to focus on next week. I'm super excited to introduce you to her. So please come and join us next week. Remember that rates and reviews are what bring people to the show. So if you're willing to rate and review the show wherever you listen, I am so grateful. I want to remind you and invite you to our Facebook Live that is every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, right on the Star Coach Facebook page. So just search Star Coaches on Facebook. Boom, we'll be there. You'll see the live feed at 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern. And remember, next week I've got this great announcement coming out about 
the free workshop that will be offered so that you can engage with other coaches, get your coaching questions answered, and really get some behind the instructor viewpoint of what it is that really builds engagement and builds coaching skills. I'm super excited to share that with you. So next week, we have all sorts of information for you. I look forward to seeing you. Until then, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have a fantastic week. Be well. Take care.